Praise God, lovely people. My name is Apostle Julius Marquis Bonry from the Bonry Generation. And as you are joining, may God favor you and bless you, make his countenance shine upon you, and give you peace in all facets of your life. I would like you to stay tuned as we get into today's teaching. Remain blessed. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for a wonderful day like this. Father, as we are about to dive into your word, give us clarity of speech, open our understanding, let us not live here with a plastic experience, let us domesticate the power and anointing. Father, give us illumination through your word and through your scriptures, as you said in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 and 18. Father, let that scripture be established in our life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you are listening to me, I would like you to pay attention. I would like you to take your pens and paper, make notes. If you are driving, if you are home, if whatever you are doing, you can just copy this link and share it to somebody and be a blessing. Today, I would like to teach on what I entitled the principle of financial prosperity. If you are alone, you can just say this, the principle of financial prosperity. Our anchor scripture for this teaching is Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse number 18. The Bible said, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he swore unto thy fathers as it is this day. Father, establish your word thank you for the reading of this word in jesus name we pray amen i would like you to know and by means of introduction that you cannot secure wealth outside of god listen to me carefully woman of god listen to me son of god child of god you cannot secure wealth outside of god only god brings wealth not even your sweat or your struggle brings wealth He said, it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish the covenant which he swore unto thy fathers with you. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. For whatever I'm teaching today, you can get traces and synopsis from winning the war against poverty by Bishop David Oedipo, breaking financial hardship from his books, Uh, You can get it from Covenant Wealth and Understanding Financial Prosperity, The Hidden Covenant of Blessings and God's Will for Prosperity by Gloria Copeland and Financial Excellence by John Avazani. Now, I would like you to pay attention. What is financial prosperity? I would like you to know that poverty is, is not a story. It is real. There are many people that are suffering. You can be suffering mentally, emotionally, health-wise, maritally, relationship, or even spiritually, you can be suffering. So we need to know that poverty is not a story, but it is real. In John, 3 John chapter 2, verse number 1, there is only one book. The Bible said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou soul may prosper and be in good health, even as thy soul prospereth. Meaning, 
if you are a poor man, God is not happy with you because they said, it is the wish of God that you prosper as thy soul prospereth. So if you are not working in that reality, if you are not working in that wealth, you need to know that God is not happy with you. Psalm 35 verse number 27, the Bible says, let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified which had pleasure in the prosperity of of his people so it is the pleasure of god that you prosper it is the delight and the happiness of god that you are prospering so if you are not prospering you should know that god is not happy with you so don't let i'll be teaching deeply today please i would like you to pay attention so i would like you to know by means of points that we need to know that financial prosperity is a prophetic agenda Listen to me carefully. Financial prosperity is a prophetic agenda. The end time church is not a poor church. The end time revival ministries is not a poor ministry. Because the Bible said in Isaiah chapter 2 verse number 2 to number 3 that it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountains of the Lord's house shall be established on top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall go and say, Come ye and let us go unto the mountain of the Lord to the house of the God of Jacob, the God of Apostle Julius Mark, and he will teach us of his ways, and he will walk in his path. For out of Zion go forth the law and the word of the Lord unto Jerusalem, unto Ghana, unto Africa, unto the United States, unto America, and every other continent of this world. So you need to know that the end-time church, or the end-time church is not a poor church because it is a prophetic agenda according to Isaiah chapter 2 verse 2 to number 4. I want you to know that the prosperity of the saints is a possibility. Hmm. Prosperity or your prosperity is what? A possibility. Meaning that no matter the financial or no matter how financial you are now, you can still prosper. No matter your financial status now, you can still prosper. So the prosperity of the saint is a possibility. Listen to me, child of God. Prosperity of the saint is a choice. Uh, It is automatic. You choose to be rich or you choose to be poor. Listen to me. It is not an automatic gear whereby you are born into a wealthy family, meaning you are going to be rich. No. The prosperity of the saint is a choice. Uh, You can see people coming to church. You are in the same church with people. The pastor prays for three or four or a thousand people and makes a declaration. Yet only five people, people come to testify because they made a conscious decision to tap into that blessing i can be teaching to you and i know a lot of people are going to listen to this podcast but listen it's going to be a conscious decision to tap into this blessing of this word how to manifest the prophetic word and bring into reality the teachings of financial prosperity i'll be going deep today you need to know that financial prosperity is a covenant work and it's not a promise you don't activate the covenant by speech you activate it by works i'll be going deep into teachings today that's why i said prosperity of the saints is a choice so it is your decision to become poor is your decision to become rich 
it is a choice and it is by obedience you need to know that in deuteronomy 28 verse number 1 to 12 he said and it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the lord thy god and to observe and to do all this commandment which i command thee this day that the lord thy god will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth it is only obedience that guarantees you success even in the secular world, you need to obey your master in order to receive the knowledge of your master to walk in that reality and world that he walks in. Listen to me, child of God. It takes the word of revelation to be delivered from shame and lack and want. You must see it yourself. No matter your condition, you have to see that change manifest in your life. In the year 2017, before even that, I've been listening to Bishop David Oye, the poet, he's been making a prof- prolific statement that I can never beg, I can never beg, I can never beg. I was just listening to one of those things that pastors just say, but in 2017, April, I was walking from Komitema, Komite 12, Winners Chapel, to Klagon. And God gave me a light in the book of Job 36, verse number 11. I caught it. You see, financial prosperity is, is, it is revelation. You need a revelation to come out of that shame and lack of want. The Bible said in Job chapter 36, verse number 11, he said, if you serve and obey the Lord thy God, you will spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasure. So I caught that light and I said, God, I can never beg. I can never ask. And from that day, my ministry had a turnaround. I decree and declare over your life that the illumination you will get to enter into your world of success shall locate you in the name of Jesus. So no matter your condition or no matter your financial status right now, you need a revelation to catapult you into the reality of prosperity. To catapult you into the reality of what? Destiny. So I said, it takes the word of revelation to deliver you from shame, lack, and want. Uh, I decree that you shall see it in the name of Jesus. I decree that you shall see it in the name of Jesus. Now listen to me, child of God. It is not a matter of lack, but it's a matter of light. It is not a matter of lack, but it is the matter of what? Light. Proverbs chapter 24, verse number 4. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all pleasant and precious riches. It is not the matter of luck. You've been saying uh, good luck, may the lack of God be with you. There is nothing like luck. It is the matter of light. You need revelation. I said by he said by knowledge, by revelation, by information, shall your chambers, your bank account, your PayPal, your Zelle, your Cash App, your West Fargo account, your your prepaid, your Momo account, whatever channel you are using, your PayPal. You said he said by knowledge shall all these things be filled with all the pleasant riches and precious riches of God. Matthew chapter 16, verse number 9, he said, And I will give unto you the keys of this kingdom of the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever that shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever that shall lose on earth shall be loose in the heaven listen to me god can remember you anytime anywhere for financial prosperity so the blessings of god is so real and you need to connect into it jesus was not a poor person because you understand by scriptures that 
they took the garment of Jesus and the army generals were casting lot on the dresses to see who buy because the cloth Jesus was wearing was so expensive because of the perfume even uh, Mary poured on him the alabaster box of oil that was a 12 month salary of oil she bought and poured it on Jesus so the army general that will tell you even Jesus wasn't a poor person listen to me child of God our covenant connection also matters in financial prosperity your covenant connection also matters in financial prosperity your covenant matters also matter listen Abraham was a man of covenant he established a covenant with God and he became the father of wealth the same happened to Joseph, Jacob, and Isaac. You shall be a partaker of this covenant in the name of Jesus. My question to you is, who is your source? In the days of Daniel, no one was to pray, but because Daniel knew his source and he knew his God, he said, you shall know your God and you shall do exploit. So if you know your source, you can command success to yourself who is your source if you see anyone else as your source then god will shut all other avenues in your life what am i saying i've been questioning people and i'll be asking them imagine if your mother is seriously ill and all that is needed to save her is a fifty thousand dollar the first thing everybody will say is they are going to the bank for help or they are going to call a particular rich uncle or daddy and automatically you have told god that i can do it without you so god please sit down and let me handle this issue myself that is why people go through series of problems but i've come to ignite you and let you know that god is your ultimate source if you know who your source is you will not be moved and shaken by the challenges and storms of life you need to understand that for you to walk in this financial prosperity you need to know your source so who is your source your source is almighty god listen to me child of god you must have a working knowledge of the covenant that i'm talking about the covenant connection matters in prosperity and number one for you to understand this covenant connection you need to know your source and your source should be god and jesus christ and number two you must have a working knowledge of the covenant if paying your tight and you are still stranded then it is a shame to god you cannot be a covenant practitioner and uh, one quarter of your life or one quarter to shame god doesn't appear uh, listen to me if you are a covenant practitioner you are paying your tithe you are sowing your seeds you are giving your offering listen to me no matter how much you are entering into problem the last minute god must appear because you are a covenant practitioner i decree and declare over your life that anything that will try to stop your connection with jehovah is cancelled and thwarted in the name of jesus Listen to me, child of God. Consecration is a source for financial dignity. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 19. Without holiness, struggle for money continues. Without holiness, the struggle for money, the struggle for financial wealth, the struggle or the absence of financial holocaust becomes what? inevitable because the bible said in Haggai chapter 2 verse number 8 that silver and gold is mine saith the lord of hosts so therefore if the owner of silver and gold the owner
owner of wealth, the owner of money is holy, then you need to understand that you need to be holy to connect into these riches and have access to it. So you need to know that sin is the destroyer of destiny. Now, I'm quickly rushing through this so that you can absorb this in your own cool time. Misconception about wealth. I always tell people that if you lack understanding and knowledge of the scripture, there are certain things you think it is the will of God, but it is ignorance in play. So what are the misconceptions about wealth that it has been lingering as the truth of the matter in this life? Number one misconception about wealth is ignorance. Can you say ignorance? Ignorance, let me explain to you, people are ignorant about the fact that they can be wealthy and they can still be a preacher and still be holy. Many think you you are rich or if you are rich, you are a sinner. Matthew 22 verse number 9, the Bible said, you do err because you lack knowledge. He said you are making mistakes and going into errors because you don't have knowledge. Matthew chapter 22, verse number 29. Let me read that scripture. I want to be sure if what I quoted is correct. Matthew 22, verse number 29. The Bible said, Jesus answered and said unto them, You do err not knowing the scriptures, not the power of God. Libra alekus kadiata baha. I like number 32. He says, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead. Libri ladia tabaswata. Ines malegosh madibre alabaha. I decree and declare over your life. I made you understand that your covenant connection also matters. Just like how abraham isaac jacob so let me tell you something you you need to know that ignorance when ignorance is in view when ignorance is in play you begin to run away from success whilst you must be connecting to it i decree and declare over your life that you shall not be ignorant of the wealth in proverbs 24 verse number four the bible said by knowledge that means you don't have to be ignorant he said you are ignorant of the scripture so you don't even know the power of god so the number one misconception about wealth is that ignorance ignorance has played a major role that is why africa is still lingering in poverty but with this knowledge and information and spirit revelation you shall be delivered in the name of jesus Uh, then second misconception about wealth is money is the root of all evil (laughs) people people believe that if you have money it is the beginning of sin in your life people believe that when you get wealthy it's as a result of you going to see a sangoman an ibioman or a jujuman or a fetish priest or a spiritist i decree and declare over your life that you shall be wealthy and people will attribute it to satan because of their ignorance let me tell you something you need to understand that Money is not the root of evil. It is lack of money that is the root of evil. The misconception about that scripture must be taught now. Let me explain to you. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse number 10, the Bible said, For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through many sorrows, the scripture means when you place money higher than God, you have you are 
prone to do evil. Money itself is not evil. Listen to it. He said, the love of money. So, when people teach that scripture and say, don't love money, be simple. Listen to me. They are trying to make you poor. If heaven, the street of heaven is made of gold, why will your father be needing you to be poor on earth? I cancel that poverty mentality in the name of Jesus. So money itself is not evil. But if you make money the priority for your existence, you place money above God, then it becomes the root of evil. So the lack of money is the root of evil. Number three, another misconception about wealth I would like to tackle is money corrupt holiness. Let me tell you something, it's not true. You can be wealthy and still do the things of God. It doesn't mean that when you get enough money or you are rich, you can't work for God or you can't do anything for God. People believe that when you have money, it corrupts the holiness in you. Luke chapter 18 verse 25, people quote that scripture to batter what I just said. He said, for it is easy or it's easier for a camel to go through the needle of to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of god this this is miscon is a misconception people are teaching money doesn't corrupt holiness money corrupts your holiness if you don't know the things of god because when you have enough money you know that you are going to activate kingdom advancement avenue let me not go advance ahead of myself so people also say money is of this world that's another misconception I want to treat right now. Money is not of this world. People believe that money is of this world because our reward is in heaven. Hey, Revelation 21, 21, the Bible says, And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every, every several gate was of one pearl. And the, street, and the street of the city was pure gold as it were transparent glass. This is heaven for you. So why will you say money is of this world? Don't we have gold here? I decree and declare over your life that every misconception about wealth that has become your reality, I break that chain and bondage in the name of Jesus. So this sends me to my second topic, the purpose of kingdom wealth. When you are blessed financially, when you are blessed spiritually, what is the purpose of it? It's as simple as that. It's just three things you need to know. You are the purpose for kingdom wealth is for the fulfillment of the covenant. <laughs> you are blessed to fulfill the covenant that was issued in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse number 18. He says, What? But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. So when you remember God, he said, For it is He that giveth thee power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant with which he swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. So for the fulfillment of the covenant that was made between God and Abraham, that covenant must be fulfilled in your life. So the purpose of kingdom wealth is for the fulfillment of the covenant. Number two, the purpose for the, com- for the kingdom wealth is for the proof of redemption. Let me explain that to you because I am the redeem of the Lord and the poverty that came to others is not permitted to come to me. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse number 9, For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. So the proof of redemption is your success and your wealth. 
So the purpose for kingdom wealth is the for the proof of your redemption is to make people know that when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, if you are a Christian, then you must walk in adjunct prosperity. The proof of redemption is wealth. Christ died for us to be rich. What is the purpose of kingdom wealth? Number three, so you can be a blessing. You are blessed to be a blessing. Genesis chapter 12, verse number 3. He said, And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curseth thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Galatians chapter 6, verse number 10. He said, As we therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. If you want to do good, start from your household of faith. You are a Christian. You help the poor and needy in your faith. Look for poor Christians and help. Don't go and help someone of a contract religion. I'm not saying don't help outsiders, but start with your own faith first. I want to talk about the law of seed time. The law of seed time. The law of seed time, we have sowing. In Genesis chapter 8, verse number 22, the Bible said, While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Every sowing leads to harvest and everything sown produces after its own kind. <laughs> Galatians chapter 6 verse number 7 said, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sow, that shall he reap. One thing about sowing is that it is not a religion. You can be, you can be substitute, you, can't, you cannot substitute fasting with prayer. You cannot substitute fasting and prayer for wealth. Mm -mm. It doesn't work that way. So don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. So you need to be understood. You need to understand that uh, when it comes to the the law of seed time, sowing doesn't matter whether you are a Christian or you are an unbeliever. The fact that you give, there must be a receiving. Say, give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, running over, shaking over, shall men give unto thy bosom. He did not say Christian, Muslim. He said, give is a principle. So we are going to talk about it. Thank you, Jesus. So when we talk about giving, giving is governed by how, where, what, how. How you give, what you give when you give is all governed by that second Samuel chapter 24 verse number 24 there is something we call the dispersal principle this principle is built from two perspectives from the generous and the liberal giving and this serves as several avenues in the kingdom of god so the dispersal principle we can get tight in genesis chapter 14 verse number 17 to 20 i'm not reading it because we know those scriptures how abraham gave to melchizedek malachi chapter 3 verse number 8 to number 11 people who pay their tight can never be tight when things are tight then you must be a tighter 
so as we are going up i'll be teaching on different dimensions of financial prosperity i'm teaching this for every level of people who want to understand because we have dimensions of giving i can tell you of titan offering thanksgiving and seeding and sacrificing i'll be going into that very soon we have offering malachi chapter 3 verse 8 to number 10 you say you have robbed me what you say in titan offerings so you need to also understand that it is a commandment giving is a commandment when you go to church on the first service and you give your offering and second service you don't give offering the second service whatever you heard there you cannot partake of the blessing you have just heard it physically but your spirit cannot benefit from it you need to tap into it in the dispenser principle we have tight i just talked about it offering and we have what we call the prophet offering in matthew chapter 10 verse number 41 to 42 he said he that receive a prophet receives receive the prophet reward so there are prophet offerings there are monies you give to the prophet for the prophet to spend that one the prophet doesn't give it to the ministry no we have money that goes into the ministry we have money that goes into the kingdom advancement and we have the prophet offering we have project offering Haggai chapter 1 verse number 8 you need to also know it is a commandment you can read that scripture later on because of time we have the project offering so when there is a project going on in your church you must indicate it on the envelope or on your seed if you are giving through paper you type it project offering so that when the blessings is coming you know that it was because you are located funds into this department of the church or of the ministry of the kingdom of god we have something we call the welfare offering deuteronomy 15 verse 7 to number 11 so we all must partake of all this this is the dispenser principle for the blessings of god deuteronomy chapter 15 verse number 17 let me read it quickly for us deuteronomy chapter 15 verse number 17 uh, verse number 7 to 11 sorry i'm talking of welfare offering 15 verse number 7 if there be any among you a poor man of one of thy brethren within any of thy gates in the land which the Lord thy God giveth unto thee, thou shalt not harden thy heart nor stand thy hand from thy poor brother. But thou shalt open thy hand wide unto him, and shalt surely lend him sufficient for his need in that which he wanted. Beware that there be not a thought in thy wicked heart, saying, The seventh year, the, sev- the seventh year, the year of release is at hand, and thy eyes be evil against the poor brother, and thou givest him not, and he cry unto the Lord against thee, and it, it be seen unto thee. Number 10, he said, Thou shalt surely give him, and thy heart shall not be grieved when thou givest unto him, because for that this thing the Lord thy God shall bless thee in all thy works and in all thy thou puttest thy hand unto to do. So God is going to bless you because you have given to the poor. There are many poor people on the street of Africa. They are they are witch doctors, so they pick your money and take it to witchcraft altar. So for you to be on the safe, that is why I said it is good you give to the people of your faith. So you give it to your pastor. Your pastor knows the poor people and those who use the money and tangle for it. He said, "For the poor shall never cease out of the land." Therefore I command thee, saying, "Thou shalt open thy hand wide unto thy brother." To the poor and to thy needy in the land 
and if thy brother is an hebrew man or a hebrew man be sold unto thee and be seven six years so you can read that scripture so i'm just making you understand that welfare offering you must take care of people now there is some relational responsibility for financial prosperity uh, number one i want to talk about family relationship we need to be responsible to our family in order to receive financial blessings <laughs> your father your mother your children there has there are husbands and wives who don't know about wealth there are husbands whose wives don't know about their wealth as well first peter chapter 3 verse 7 it's a he that does not take care of his household is worse than an infidel so it is very imperative that your family must benefit from your money from your from your wealth be careful of how certain people preach against you giving to your family you giving to your father and mother because they are witches be very careful it is scripture you must take care of your family i'll prove to you in scriptures later that even if you come and give money in church as an offering tithe and seed and you have not fed your wife at home your children listen to me god has rejected that offering relational responsibility for financial prosperity for you to see prosperity you must be responsibility to the parent most people give to their parents once in a year which is very bad the first commandment that carries a direct blessing is obey the parent in the lord for this is the commandment of the lord why did Esau cry for the for his parental blessing from isaac ephesians chapter 6 verse number 3 there is some blessings that only your parents can give you there was one time i traveled outside of the country without informing any of my family members i went out for almost three months i came back they were very angry but when i came back i changed into several currencies into dollars into pounds into safer and into cities and i gave it to my mom and she blessed me she forgave me and blessed me so there are certain blessings that only the your parents can give it to you. your spiritual father and mother cannot give it to you it is only your parent i decree and declare over your life that every enmity the enemy wants to put between you and your parent, I decree it's cancelled in the name of Jesus. Now, certain relational responsibilities that you engage in for financial prosperity is how you treat your employees. You need to be fair to the people working under you. Treat them well. Luke chapter 10 verse number 7. See what Jesus is saying. Luke chapter 10 verse number 7. What is the Bible saying? The people working under you, you need to treat them well. Treat them well. You don't treat them well, it becomes a curse lingering over your head. Luke chapter 10 verse number 7. The Bible says, And in the same house... And in the same house remain, eating and drinking such things as they give for thy laborers, is worthy of his hire. Go not from house to house. And it is who enters it. So in that scripture, you understand that whoever that is working for you and staying with you, you must pay that person properly. You must work for the person well and make sure the person also works for you properly and give the person what is due him. Don't try to cheat him or her. It is against it and it can derail your financial prosperity. Uh, we are talking of about employers over here. Mark chapter 12, verse number 17. Mark chapter 12, verse number 17. What is the Bible saying? The Bible says, 
And Jesus answered and said unto them, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And they marveled at him. So please, when you have employed somebody, and you the employer, or the employers, when you are employing somebody, please render services equally. Render what is to your boss, to your boss. Render what is to your employer and your employee, what is due him. As long as you are working under him, he is your boss. You must obey and treat him. So, there are access to financial liberty. There are certain access that there are certain things you do that gives you financial freedom. What is it, number one? Kingdom service. Exodus 23, 25. You shall serve the Lord thy God, and he will bless thy bread and thy water. So, and the days you shall live shall be fulfilled. So, kingdom service. Kingdom service begins with your, with giving yourself to the things of God. And it includes serving God with all your means. You need to serve God with all your what? Your means. So, giving yourself as a living sacrifice to the things of God. And God is going to bless you. Exodus chapter 10, verse number 24. Let me read something there for you quickly so that we can go. And Pharaoh called unto Moses and said, Go ye, go ye, serve the Lord. Only let your flocks and and your heads be stayed. Let your little ones also go with you. And Moses said, Thou must give us also sacrifice and burnt offerings that we may sacrifice unto the Lord our God. So Moses was thinking about the things of God. He said, Before you even let us go, Pharaoh was saying, Leave their heads and everything. He said, No, give us things that we used to sacrifice unto our God. What are you thinking of using to advance the kingdom of God? I decree and declare over your life that may God give you avenues for sponsoring his kingdom in the name of Jesus. So another access to financial freedom is kingdom addiction. Number two, kingdom addiction. Kingdom addiction. Kingdom addiction has to deal with the heart. It is your addition to the things of God, your service to God. Matthew chapter 6 verse number 33 I said Matthew chapter 6 Matthew chapter 6 it's a popular scripture. I want to open it and give you a certain revelation over there. He said the gentiles are seeking for all these things but your heavenly father knoweth that you need of all this he said but seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you so when you love god you seek god with all your heart then all these things that you are the gentiles are looking for your heavenly father will give it to you matthew chapter 6 verse number 31 let me read from 31 therefore take no thought saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what without shall we be clothed for after after all these things to the Gentiles, that's the unbelievers, for your heavenly Father knows that ye need of all these things. He didn't say you want them. He said, but ye need of all these things. But 33 says what? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So your kingdom addiction your 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 kind of drive your zest into the things of god what propels you to love and push the kingdom of god forward is what will drive you automatically into the realm of which riches i decree and declare over your life that as you continue to commit yourself to the things of god let there be continuous financial prosperity in your life in the name of jesus listen to me if you want to access financial freedom you need to be giving sacrifices that is activating sacrifice activate the covenant of prosperity through sacrifice through what sacrifice 
Let's go to the book of Genesis. Let me open the scriptures for you. Genesis chapter 22 verse 4 to 18. Or let's go to 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 4. 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 4. 1 Kings 3 verse 4. My phone is fully. I was reading the scriptures from my phone. Now let me just use the Bible. To access financial freedom, please, you need to engage in sacrifice. You need to engage in sacrifice. And you must be obedient to the things of God. You need to be obedient to the things of God. Because the Bible said in Job chapter 36, verse number 11, it says, You shall serve the Lord thy God. He said, If you serve and obey the Lord, you will spend your days in prosperity and your years in what? In pleasure. I decree and declare over your life that your obedience shall guarantee you success in the name of Jesus. So I guarantee you success in the name of Jesus. We are talking about sacrifice. First Kings chapter 3 verse number 4. The Bible said, And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. A thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer unto the altar. In Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God asked, What shall I give thee? Listen to me, in the realms of sacrifice is the realm of meeting God. If you have not encountered God before, enter into a sacrifice. Enter into a crazy sacrifice. Say, man of God, I want to sacrifice my offering to you. It's not an offering. You want to enter into a covenant, sacrifice. Abraham was ready to give the ultimate prayer point he had prayed for years. He wanted to give it back to God. He gave everything tight seed. He does everything. But God said, I want the ultimate. You see, if you are sacrificing and it doesn't pain you, then it's not a sacrifice, it's an offering. <laughs> sacrifice is something that might cost you. It is, it is the test to know that, it is the test to show God that, no, you can live without any material things. You are telling God that, God, this sacrifice I'm giving you shows how selfless I am. There is something about first fruit offering I'll teach later, but people can honor that, that simple thing. God tests you in little, little things. To access financial freedom, you must be obedient, number one. Number two, you must engage in sacrifice. Number three, kingdom addiction. You must be addicted to the things of God. You must be addicted to going to church, to winning souls. You must be addicted to sanctuary cleaning. You must be addicted to hospitality. And number four, you must engage in kingdom service because kingdom service guarantees good health. Now, there are avenues for you to exercise this kingdom prosperity. And the first avenue is giving. We already know about Malachi. You need to pay your tithe and your offering. Luke 10, 35. You need to pay your tithe and offering. Giving to Caesar what is to Caesar. And giving to God what is to God. So, number two, thinking. Proverbs 28, verse number 7. Because of time, I don't read the scriptures. Joshua chapter 1, verse number 8. Thinking alone can activate prosperity in your life. It is, I know of a company whereby a man is being paid to just come and think for them. He's paid $500,000 to just come and think of innovative ideas to push the company up. So when you activate thoughts, you activate your mind, you can receive financial wealth. Another avenue to exercise of or another avenue of exercise for kingdom prosperity is working. There is no food for the lazy man. 
you need to be working or doing something Psalm 1 verse 3 to prosper you must do something if if life is hard then engage in work if things are going or if things are not working for you hard work will pay work is different from job working is putting your body to work into into doing something in order for you to be paid or in order for you to get something in return so you must work if you don't work you know it said the hand that does not work must not eat number four you need to trust in god if you trust in god very well you experience financial breakthrough i decree and declare over your life that you shall prosper in jesus name i said you shall prosper in jesus name you shall not lack in jesus name let's go to the book of jeremiah chapter 17 verse number seven that scripture just dropped right now so i want to be sure if i'm reading the right thing just dropped in my spirit we're talking about trusting in god jeremiah 17 verse number seven said blessed is the man that trusts in the lord and whose hope is in the lord Mm. said blessed is the man so you are blessed alone if you trust in god the blessings of god locates you if you trust in him for you to assess financial prosperity you need to keep saying it you need to keep telling yourself i can never be poor i am blessed i am a living wonder i shall never lack the life of god is in me i am a candidate of life and testimony the power of wealth is flowing through my bowels you need to keep saying it keep saying it keep saying it until it becomes a reality number six you need to be thankful to god you need to be thankful malachi chapter 2 verse number 1 it says and now all ye priests this commandment is also for you if you will not hear and if you will not lay to her to give glory unto my name see the lord of hosts i will even send a curse unto you and i will curse your blessings yea oh he said oh already i've already cursed them because you did not lay it to heart to worship me i decree and declare for your life that if in any ways you have attributed your wealth and your success, the little money you have, to your own hard work and sweat, may God forgive you in the name of Jesus. I stand in the gap. May God forgive you in the name of Jesus. You know the uniqueness of kingdom prosperity? Let me show you some uniqueness of kingdom prosperity. It is sorrow free. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. It is sorrow free. When you are blessed and you know your blessings is genuine from God. Ah, there is no sorrow attached. There are many people who go for blood money and at the end of the day, they cannot sleep. They have to be awake the whole night. Because if they sleep at night, they die. Another person to have to sacrifice his own siblings and mothers. So much sorrow in their life just because of wealth. But kingdom wealth is sorrow free. And it is also secured. Job chapter 1 verse 9 to 10. Kingdom wealth is secured. Number three, it endures and it lasts. When you are blessed from God, it lasts. It's what we call posterity. Posterity, sorry. Posterity. It lasts into generations and generations to come. Ecclesiastes 3.14. And it is progressive. It is progressive. Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 18. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the knowledge you have given to us through your word. Father Lord, as the word of God has come, open our understanding, illuminate us, 
and give us the avenues to exert your kingdom and express the functionality of success in our life. Father, I thank you for this word. Father, open my understanding to give and let there be continuous blessings in our life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you, child of God. We've just talked about financial prosperity, but I would like you to activate these blessings over your life. Coming to Christ is coming into a fortune. Just like how a newborn baby is born into a home to either meet poverty or riches. If you are born by a poor parent, you should know what to expect. <laughs> if you are born into a family of or where your, your parents are rich, then you should also know what you are going to have in life. So you are born into a kingdom of wealth and your father is a rich man. No matter what you have, enlightenment is very crucial. It is your enlightenment that determines the measure of what you enjoy. If you are poor in, in mentality, it will reflect actually. The actual life you are living now is a product of your mentality. So the brother of the prodigal son, even though he had everything around him, had a poor mentality. The father said unto him, my son, you have always been around me and everything I have is yours. So why are you worried that your, son, your brother has come back and you are, you see, it takes light and understanding. Child of God, I'm not going to coerce you into giving. You need to understand that for you to activate the wealth and the financial blessings of God, you need to give. You need to give. Please release your sacrifice, your thanksgiving your offering and your seeds whatever you want to do give it to god and god is going to bless you if you are in ghana you can give by momo 054-4083-430 pause it and write it again 054-4083-430 when you are sending it put in reference financial prosperity sermon just write it so we know or inform the man of god if you still go cash 57 4401889. Those in abroad, you can do PayPal, paypal.me forward slash born rich generation. One word born rich generation. God bless you, children of God. May God favor you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.